This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey, everyone. As promised, it is Tuesday. We are interviewing one of our experts, good old Matt from the East Coast. How you doing, buddy? Hey, doing great, Mike. Great to be here. Dude, I'm excited about our three topics today. Uh, awesome. To- topic number one is really a focus of mine. So I kind of want to outline it for you, get your guidance, coaching thoughts on it. Sure. And sure. Uh, is that cool? Uh, yeah, happy to. All right. So one of the things that I, I need to do, right, I realize I need to get better at is I need to kind of create a focus for the next 50 years of my life, right? As sales professionals, you and I have been wired one way, our comp plans 12 months, and we just kind of go that way. As I evolve into this next iteration, yeah, you know, I have a goal of, of helping thousands, if not tens or hundreds of thousands of folks. Yeah. And having a legacy that ends, that doesn't end until 50 years after I'm dead. That's kind of yep. my measuring stick, right? We sure. talked about that. Yeah. But now I'm trying to get better at what that means. And I think I'm, fo- I, I think I'm going to focus on the middle class. I want to mm-hmm. make the middle class bigger, the yep. middle class stronger. Yep. And I only want to do that by sharing things I have done. I'm not going to be sharing things that I don't know anything about that I've read online. I'm oh, only yeah. going to share things that I have experienced and done. Yep. So I want to start there and, and then kind of outline what that means. But what do you think about that goal? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, I, I think often the it's thought that the American dream is dead unless you have money or inherited a bunch of it. And it's just not the case, you know, ninth grade dropout right here, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't do it, you know, 50 years ago or 70 years ago, I've done it over the last 15, 20 years. The American le- dream is live and well, and it really is just a matter of having practical application of a lot of the things that you talk about with your students, things that I hear you talk about on the channel. Um, that will help propel people with that knowledge. The most important investment any of us can make is in ourselves from a knowledge basis perspective. And at the end of the day, do the work, right, Mike? Do the work. <laughs> there you go. That's right. There do you the go. Work. Do the work. <laughs> I actually, I, I bought three of these. So I'm only, I'm, I'm going to work out in, all, in them all the time now. So do the work, folks. Exactly. You got to do the work. And I think that the key in doing the work is you're going to set people on the right path of here's the work to do. Mm-hmm but you can't do every market. It's hard enough to do one, one market or even two. Mm -hmm. So you got to get a mile deep Mm -hmm. and, you know, 20 feet wide, but that way, anything that comes in your 20 feet wide and your purview in that mile deep, you got to make sure that you know it hard. Yeah. You know it hard. So let me outline what I'm doing, right? Again, I only do stuff. And there's really three things we're going to talk about. So first and foremost, obviously one rental at a time, right? The book that kind of sprang this YouTube channel. Yep. Ultimately sprang the course. And again, it was demand driven. Sure. People kept asking for my time and coffee and lunch and, you know, all of those things. And my reputation spread from California to nation to now worldwide. We have students around the, around the world now. Awesome. And, you know, I'm very proud of that course. Uh, It is exactly what I have done to learn a market, right? I did the work. It's, it's not a fluffy course. It kind of smacks you in the face with step one. Like, Oh, by the way, we're going to go to work now, folks. Cause, uh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. He got past the introduction and now I have to do something. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell people all the time, if you're not, if you're not ready to work, if you don't have 10 or 20 minutes a day, 
don't buy the course. I promise you, I don't need it. But if you're, if you're ready, right. And again, I did this while traveling the world. Right. Right. Just it's, it's exactly how I learned to market. Can we talk about that real quick, which is if somebody's selling you on that, they don't have 10 or 20 minutes a day, then you don't deserve to succeed. I'm sorry. Sorry. You've got to do the work. Mike didn't get here not doing the work. I didn't get here not doing the work. All the people that I've worked with and mentored and gotten them through that process of being renters of mine to then buying, to then renting a home, to then buying their first home, they all had to do the work. That's the common thread that binds us together is that we've all done the work. We understand what the journey is. The worst thing is imagine 20 years ago when we had to figure out what that work was. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But you've done all that. You've laid it out for people. It's there. They just have to engage and be willing to invest 15 or 20 minutes a day in themselves. That's it. And now the beauty is not only did I do the path, I now have a thousand, over a thousand people behind me that have done the path. This is a well-worn path. If you're willing to do the work, I can help. Yep. hundred percent. And we're adding stuff to it. Cause again, I can't. So the yeah. big, the nicest thing, the biggest surprise of 2020 to me, because again, you know, we all had to do, I'd do adjust last year, sure. is I created a community, a private, and let me stress, private Facebook group just for my sure. students. That place is the happiest place on the internet. <laughs> I don't, I, I would absolutely agree with you. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. We're speaking the same language because they That's all right. take my course, right? We all talk yield. We talk, you know, ABC quality. We talk make ready. I mean, it's all my vocabulary. Awesome. Yep. And they're celebrating deals and it's a safe place to ask stupid questions, Mm -hmm. right? Or new questions or whatever you want to call it. Repeat questions. Sure. What I'm hearing from more and more people is they come to my channel, they come to this space, they buy the course, they ask the question, and then they come back with, wow, I got eight or nine responses. Because it used to be, I would just respond. Now others are responding that have done the work and done deals. And they often reply, oh my God, I asked this question on bigger pockets and they made me feel like an idiot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They told me to Google it. Yeah. That's not helpful. Well, no, I mean, again, at the end of the day, it's like, even if you Google something, it doesn't necessarily describe everything that it is and how it more importantly impacts you. Yeah. Your thing, right. Your context. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, are you a, are you a wiki page or are you a service? And I think that what we give to people is service because I'm not going to make fun of you if you don't know. I mean, I've literally gotten questions of what is a mortgage. Yeah. Now I could say, you're an idiot. Go yeah. Google it. But what's the point in that? That's not going to help them. So no. it's, if it's a very simple answer or even other people, like you said, it's one of my favorite sayings is, you know, uh, I think Garth Brooks might have said it. He said the most, the most favorite thing that he ever has is when he's on stage and people are singing his song back to him. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're doing, you know, is you're, you're having people sing that song back to you. And it's awesome when you can activate people, you know, to get into the game and then help others because that's why that Facebook community is what it is, is because everybody's helping each other and we all have a common goal and there's more than enough opportunity to go around. Exactly. There's no shortage of opportunity. You just have to, in many cases, you have to be a significant part in making that opportunity. Absolutely. So again, do the work. So that's kind of step one for me, right? And again, that came out of demand. So that's been out for about a year, right? Over a thousand people now growing, growing. Yesterday, matter of fact, it's growing every day, except yesterday. I got zero yesterday. (laughs) I don't know what happened yesterday, but nobody signed up yesterday. But is it something I said? said? (laughs) It's weird, right? But but throughout January, at at least one person has signed up every day because again, it's working. I think inventory is coming. It's the right time. So that's step one. Yep. 
I just released on Saturday something I've been working on for three months or so. And they're actually, people are going to ask me, I know, which one do I take first? And they actually solve different needs. The, the thing I just released, yes, Saturday, what is today? Tuesday, Saturday, is what I'm calling your, the, how financial freedom starts. And basically what it is, is understanding your personal or family income statement, right? Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. I'm accountant. The numbers are comfortable to me, but it's okay. What money's coming in? What money goes to taxes? What goes out to fixed expenses? What, what is kind of left over, maybe called discretionary income in accounting sure. speak? I call it freedom, um, dollars. freedom dollars. Thank you. And then I want people to understand where they are. And then most importantly, there's two things I want to happen. One is I need people to understand that time, time is not equal for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. I did a video, I think 60 days ago about a vacation. Three friends go on a five or $6,000 vacation. A novice will say that costs everybody the same. Yeah. Does it? No. It's not true. Nope. Because- you know, the whole story goes, you know, because three people, they have different incomes, but the net of the story is it, it costs you your discretionary or freedom dollars. If you right. have a hundred dollars left over at the end of the month, that $5,000 vacation costs you 50 months. Mount Everest. Unbelievable. Right? Yep. Yep. So that's never been talked about. So I'm trying to get people to convert discretionary or freedom dollars into decisions so that when you go to a store and your kid wants to, or you want to, or your significant other wants to buy this, you can go, honey, that's going to cost me seven weeks or two weeks or 17 weeks. Is it worth it? And maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. I just want you to have the discussion. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, I remember, so I, I think one of my first jobs along with a paper route was being a caddy on a golf course. There you go. And you would run into some really cheap people, you know, they had to pay you 10 bucks at a minimum. But I remember this one day where this guy shot six hours, a full round of golf. It took him six hours in the oh. pouring rain. Oh. And he gave me the $10 minimum. Then he gave me a 25 cent tip. And so what was funny was, is the next day I was going for baseball tryouts and I needed a new batting glove. And the only thing I could think of when I went to go get that batting glove was it was $11. It was 75 cents more than I just made the six hours that I spent yesterday in the rain, Mm -hmm. carrying a bad game players, you know, bad golfers bag Mm -hmm. in the rain for six hours. I had to look at that glove and I was like, do I really need this thing? <laughs> can, can I suffer with calluses? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Can I even hold on to the bat? And I was like, son of a, you know, it just, it was what it was. I had, I had, I needed it, yeah. but that purchase then helped me encapsulate everything the rest of my life. Wow. You know, it, it was, you know, it was cheap cars. It was, you know, when I got my license, I didn't go get a car payment. I yeah. I'd saved up money for two years and I bought something for cash, but didn't spend everything that I had on it. You know, I spent a percentage of what I had on it because I needed to have freedom if something broke, if I had to take care of something. People too often, I believe that life is lived in the margins. Absolutely. And people too often have not nearly enough margin to really live life. And so that's why you feel the constant pressure. You know, that's why you feel the constant banging on the head and headaches. And what am I going to do if this happens or that happens? Guys, what Mike lays out gives you the opportunity to create your life margin Mm-hmm. So you can then make good investment decisions on purchasing property. That's exactly what I'm going for. I'm just trying to shine a light on it, right? Yeah. 
darkness goes away when you shine a light on it. And again, I created this because I remember, I can still close my eyes and remember walking around my kitchen, uh, the door to, or the, it's not a door. It was an entry my kitchen as a kid, seeing Mm -hmm. my mom surrounded by paperwork and a calculator, right? (laughs) Trying to figure out how she's going to stretch a dollar and pay the bills. Yeah. Yep. And, And what I appreciate now that I didn't understand then is we were living really close to the edge. Like, yeah. I'm sure we had less than $100 extra. Yeah, yep. So I'm not judging that. No. I just want to shine a light on that and make that a choice. We, I remember, you know, we thought we, I, you know, we always thought we were in pretty good shape, right? And I remember in, I think it was the downturn of, I think it was in the early mid nineties. So like, or like 92, 93, that, that yep. area right there. My mom was in real estate. Um, but she was just a bro. She was just an agent. And uh, I remember that getting a deal done was pretty hard then. And that was feast or famine. She was a single mom. Mm. It was feast or famine, right? Yeah. I mean, you get a deal, you can pay your bills that month. You don't get a deal. You don't. Yeah. And I remember we had been looking forward to pizza for weeks. And I remember literally going downstairs in the basement because my mom said, Hey, there's a jar of pennies that I saved down there. And I remember being embarrassed that we yeah. were paying the Domino's pizza guy with pennies. But we did, we counted it out and we paid him in pennies and I, we really enjoyed that pizza yeah. and it was amazing. But now looking back at it, you look at it and go, I mean, wow, we did really didn't have much of anything. Yeah. And so we've all, you've been there. I've been there. I mean, oh, yeah. Anna's been there. I mean, we've mm-hmm. all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. So for anyone to say the American dream is dead, you're just not paying attention. Yeah. You're not willing to work. You want it the easy way, all of that stuff. The other thing that I'm looking to encourage, and this is a big deal for me. And again, it goes back to my experience. I will only talk about things that I hold near and dear is I want to increase the communication inside a family unit about income, taxes, spending, and just money. Yeah. Yep. This just didn't happen. So that's all in this second course that I just rolled out. Just so it's not clear, so people don't think I'm sneaking anything by you. My How to get started one rental at a time is 199 bucks. It gets you free access to the Facebook group if you want it. This financial course that just came out on Saturday is $99 and it, it has two key spreadsheets and everything I've done. Then this is the third one. And this is because there were multiple times in my life, I've had two jobs, right? I had a full-time job and I had something else, mm-hmm. right? Cause I needed, sure. I, I was, I, I quickly learned you want money, you bust your ass, you work. And if it's not <laughs> enough, you work more, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But what I've done the last two years is I've realized that today's day and age, you can really create a following, a community, and you can do a side hustle, whether that's YouTube, courses, books, just other things. If you just have a hobby or a passion, I know you can create a community. And if you just need an extra 500 bucks, I can show people how to do that. I have now produced uh, over $2,000 a month for three or four months in a row on YouTube. I have done over 2000 bucks a month on Amazon, Amazon slash audible for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the course stuff is just crazy, sure. but I want to help people realize I can help them turn their passion or hobby into mm-hmm. that side hustle. So they don't need a second job. Yep. So that's something that's coming. It's just come to me because there's so many people hurting now, but I'm not going to be like the, the Graham Steffens and the meet Kevins who show you all this editing and all these other things. I have not edited a video ever. Right? Yeah. I use a phone from all my daily financial news videos. I do this on Zoom and then I hit upload, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk about how to create a community, how to turn a passion into side hustle. 
uh, and I'm going to talk about turning, you know, helping people create five, 500 to a thousand bucks just by doing what they love. What do you think about that? I love it. I mean, that's what I think people need. I think that, you know, the, if you want to be a nine to five Johnny, you can be, there's yeah, no shame in, no, no problem. you know, there's really, truly no shame, but if you want more, if you want more, if you want to be more than ordinary and you want to be extraordinary, there's no extraordinary without extra. I hate to be corny, yeah. but you got to do the extra, you know? And it's like, for some people, they're insane. I'll put myself in that insane category. I had no problem working hundred hours a week. I had no problem having no life. I was okay with that. And there are people like that, or there's people like yourself that travel the world and said for work and said, I'm going to make sure to utilize my time best. Right. Yeah. And that's what the effort has to be. So I think that people, I think the work that you're doing here is really important. I mean, my focus is more teenagers because I think the school system fails horribly on teaching these guys how life actually works financially. And so my focus is on that kind of 18 to 24 demographic of if you want to be different than all of your friends, here's the opportunity to get different. Yeah. Here's the opportunity. You know what? Someday you and I are going to have a brainstorming session about that topic. Cause I'm, I'm down to do whatever we can there. That I, the, the, the funnest things I do all year is talk to high school seniors. I've been, I've been lucky totally enough invited in front of them. It's, it's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. And to be clear, it's amazing how little they know, but that's not their fault. Oh, that's not their fault. We, Mike and I need to be really clear about this. Yeah. We're not blaming the high school students or even the college students that don't know about this stuff. Who's to blame largely are the people that don't put the right curriculum in place for you guys to give you the path to leading a successfully financial life and successfully financial isn't $10 million. Successfully financial is happy and not stressed about making your bills. Yeah. That's a successful financial life. Yeah. One of the things I'm going to throw out there that I hope, I mean, I, I'll just ask you this question. Yeah. I, I don't know. You dropped out at ninth grade. So maybe, maybe you wouldn't have, but one of the things I know I would have taken as a high school senior, and I think this has to be high school senior, because it doesn't make sense when you're going through puberty and all that. You got all this other shit going on, but <laughs> a high school senior course called wealth 101 or wealth 102 or 201 yep. or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I'm like, and again, it could start simply uh, balancing a checkbook. Yep. What is a credit card? I mean, it could start yep. there. That's where I, we're starting. That's where we're, that's where we're starting. I'm working with some folks from higher education and just saying, this is what we have to get in front of people. Yeah. Because how many people made the decision to go to a $65,000 a year college, not really understanding what that college loan payment was going to be like after four years. Oh, Exactly. And I'm sorry, but if you're making a decision to go to a school that's 60 or 65 grand a year, it better be one that is amazing in your specialty or has some other perk or process to it that is part of your life moving forward. Because I see kids getting out of college with $200,000 in school debt and all of the ramifications of that. That's what's so often financially crippling people. And the answer isn't, Let's wipe away the debt. Yeah. You earned the debt. Yeah. You got the education. You signed up for it. Now let's deal with it. Yeah. And there's ways to deal with it. But I think that the education process in the beginning for folks is saying, be critical, be a critical thinker of evaluating how you're going to sign up. You're going to buy your first house. It's called your college education in a lot of cases. 
And the downside to that is, is it better have a return on capital for you? It better. That's the only thing that I would caution people with is it better have the return on capital. I'm lucky. I don't have college debt. I didn't have high school debt. I didn't have anything. (laughs) So my time was spent work, 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 work. That's all I did. And learn work and consume, work and consume, work and consume, consume any knowledge I can get my hands on. I can tell you knowledge from a consumption standpoint is easier now than it ever was. The biggest issue now is filtering out the garbage. Yeah. And off of all the different channels I've seen, your stuff is the most true and the most blue. And if people just work that plan, plan the work, work the plan, they'll end up in the right place. I appreciate that. Again, I'm just going to close with this. The American dream is not dead. Agree with you 100%, Mike. Very cool. Episode one. Thanks, buddy.